0: hey hey hey, and welcome to happy hour the definitive seventh heaven walker i'm your host morgan with my good friend and neighbor greg welcome all welcome all to episode 11 of season three we already drank our beer, so there's no beer cracking noise.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: We were outside. She on down the patio. one of those apps. What?
1: She down with one of those apps. A fake noise. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we were outside on the patio enjoying some Silver Branch uh, Pilsner. Pilsner, a local beer here from uh, Silver, Spring. Silver Spring, Maryland, which is adjacent to our nation's capital. Very good. Maryland beers are. Quite good compared to surrounding areas.
1: We're gonna shut the fuck up about it.
0: Well, what you also agree?
1: I agree, but you don't stop talking about it.
0: Well, people need to know.
1: Me? You say it to <laughs> me, I'm we're not our, on the podcast I'm all the time. Yeah, but I'm saying when we're not on the podcast, you say it all the time. People
0: from Maryland are very into Maryland. <laughs> it's just our birthrate. I can All right, today's weather is beautiful. That's why we're on a patio. <laughs> Probably like 77, The Light Breeze. It was
1: hotter than that. It was like in the 80s, low when well, well, we were just
0: out there, it was nice, though. And you have a big cat scratch on your hand, Greg.
1: I was telling you, I was a uh, karate chopping Danny, and she wasn't <laughs> happy about it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad she karate chopped you back. <laughs> uh, all right, anyway, if you've been enjoying listening to the show, you can rate us on iTunes if you give us five stars. It helps more people find the show. And if you're a writer of you, that really helps been a while since we got a review so if you've been listening and not writing a review
1: shame on do you. your part
0: <laughs> comrade all right and you could also write us a letter if you'd like at happyhour seventh at gmail.com happy hour the number seven the letters th at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and we might even read it on the show all right what's been going on this week
1: well we went to gay trivia
0: <laughs> true we got second place at gay trivia our, our team name was Lip Service, which is a obscure Scottish television show. No one seemed
1: to it. You thought there were gonna be cheers for our name. No the only one person
0: that, that got it was the other girl on our yeah. team that we had just met. So but I thought it was a clever name.
1: I didn't really contribute much at all.
0: Well, you did help with one thing when two, was I there were
1: two there. I got two questions.
0: Yeah. You weren't gonna know like Josephine Baker or these <laughs> things that came up were. I think Caitlin was the the MVP. Yeah. I helped, but yeah, Caitlyn's on it. Uh, Caitlyn, friend of the show, who was on a previous episode, you might remember. Anyhow, yeah, we did that, and that's about it. It's been a slow week that we're here. I made
1: lasagna. That was cool. Greg
0: made lasagna. Did you make, like, bechamel from scratch and all that?
1: None of it was really from scratch.
0: Well, you didn't just cook something frozen. So no, There was no. that.
1: <laughs> but, like, the meat sauce... I Like, I make my own, like, gravy from scratch. I, I bought, like, a, a oh, pasta mm-hmm. sauce and then cooked that with the meat and the onions and the garlic and all that.
0: Oh, well, that's more than a lot of people yeah. do. Now you have leftovers. Lasagna. Whenever I think of lasagna, I think of Daria because that's what they eat in every single episode is the dinner food. And it's kind of like a joke that they are only ever eating lasagna.
1: It's a really good food. It's... Super good food. It's
0: very, uh comforting and filling yeah yeah that, that uh, the italian restaurant downtown where we live has some pretty good lasagna in a second i feel like lasagna is more of a cold weather food for me
1: well you know i don't believe in yeah. warm weather cold weather foods
0: i know anyhow i guess it's time to move on to discuss this week's episode which was an interesting one
1: regrettable i didn't like it
0: was it. something it was a little on the goofy side not so much on the goofy side that it's like this is a must watch episode but it was,
1: it was boring
0: kind of abnormal all right well it starts out at the uh, the mva or as we call it in this area the dmv
1: i think everyone calls it the dmv everywhere
0: no motor i get your
1: joke Associ- no literally everywhere calls it the department of motor vehicles no, they
0: don't, Greg, i'm telling you some places call it MVA.
1: Sure, some places. But that, you said it may seem like most places do.
0: I feel like in uh, in this California they were calling it the MVA.
1: No, it said Department of Motor Vehicles oh, on the building.
0: Anyway, it's some abbreviation of Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. no matter what they are. So Mary, Lucy, and Annie are there, and Mary is about to take her driver's test, and she's a little stressed out, particularly about the parallel parking situation, which was also my experience and probably the experience of most people taking the trip. test. Yeah, it's definitely the hardest part of the test. Definitely the hardest. That's what I failed on the first time, and I didn't cry until later. (laughs) (laughs) I did not get out of it. (laughs) So, yeah, but Lucy's like, well, since you don't know how to parallel park, you should just cry, and that'll, like, you'll pass then. And Mary takes this advice literally. Well, that was
1: crazy where Mary's like, well, I'm not like, going to have to pry apart. Sometimes they don't ask you. Like they definitely ask yeah. you every single time. Well,
0: it's a standardized test. Yeah. They're always going to ask you. So, um, while this is happening, Annie's on a payphone at the DMV and she is basically just trying to find a time to have sex with Eric and trying to schedule. This. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric's like, Oh, I can't. I have a date with a young girl at the pool. Ball. <laughs> But I can't tell you what it's about. But she has a serious problem, <laughs> and he's like, "That's fine, honey. We'll have sex later." What is this show? All right. So Mary takes the test and she can't parallel park, so she cries, and then that's how she passes. <laughs> Amazing yeah. how that actually worked. <laughs> Meanwhile, after credits, Matt is just driving around town and he sees Aunt Julie going into what looks like a dilapidated hotel, but I guess is a dilapidated apartment building.
1: It says so. hotel on it.
0: It had, it had, like, a kitchenette and stuff in it, so it was, like, a long-stay hotel. And so, of course, he's going to meddle, like, father, like, son. But anyways, at the pool hall where Eric is hanging out, they've now... The awning has a name now in the pool hall, which is Eddie's.
1: It's always been called Eddie's. It's just gotten an
0: awning. They, yeah, they're really showing it now. they got some set dressing. And Eric is playing pool with a young woman who, it took me a while to realize, was Simon's girlfriend, Dina... She's wearing a lot of argyle, and she is very bad at pool. <laughs> Exceptionally bad. Like, she's not even hitting the ball. The first ball. The cue ball.
1: <laughs> well, one time she hit the cue ball, but then hit so far at the bottom where it jumped out of the table. And Eric
0: had to catch it. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. I, my grandparents had a pool table, and we would just, like, make up our own games and, like, not use the pool sticks half the time. My cousins and I made up a game based on Godzilla ice cream at one point, which is a '90s specialty. <laughs> Godzilla ice cream. It was a good game. Um, but anyway, so the reason why, perhaps the reason why she's so bad is she is very stressed out about something every year, but Catch we don't know what that thing is. Any
1: other day, she'd be crushing it.
0: Yeah. Back of the house, Matt is in the kitchen eating straight out of a crock pot like a fucking like an animal. And the girls come home, and it turns out Mary did get her license, and the crying just worked on this man. But, you know, Annie doesn't know that. Lucy's on to her. She's like, you did just cry. <laughs> You're a disgrace to women drivers everywhere. And then she says she's a disgrace to women everywhere. But it was Lucy's idea to begin with. I didn't
1: that Lucy was serious.
0: Yeah, probably not. But now... It's like we're on another addiction episode because Mary becomes addicted to the, cry. to the power she has when she cries and the things she gets away with. In the other room, Simon and Rupi are watching psychic infomercials, which are on all the time in the 90s, but you don't really have any way to see them now. Miss Cleo and all that. And Simon is ranting about how Dina's being pretty weird uh, about this thing. We don't know what it is yet. And Rupi suggests that they call the psychic to ask <laughs> about it. Uh, Simon shoots that down, because the psychic costs money. True.
1: Well, apparently he didn't say she cost money at the time, because later when Ruthie calls, he, he, he's like, it costs money. He's like, well, you didn't tell me it costs money.
0: She, He did, though. <laughs> Ruthie's is a liar. She
1: didn't disagree with her.
0: So Matt's being all weird, and he's going to go stalk Julie. <laughs> Back of the house, Ruthie and her very cute stuffed duck stuffed animal call... Some random old lady who isn't a psychic.
1: Because she didn't put the, like... For some reason, Area they said 1... No, the the toll-free number. Oh. For some reason, they, they said 1-900 instead of 1-800.
0: Yeah, she, she just called the regular number. And she gets a random old lady named Mabel, and she asks her if she's a psychic, and she's at first like, no, but then she gets pretty into it. <laughs> <laughs> and Ruthie fist pumps. <laughs> <laughs> so Simon goes to call Dina... And she's still acting weird. Annie, meanwhile, is stoking the fire and she talks to Eric about wanting to have sexy fire pizza time by the hearth.
1: Could Confusing. Why <laughs> couldn't they get, she made it seem like it's just so hard in our lives to get pizza. Like, what's the well, problem?
0: see, I feel like they wrote these scenes and then put them in a different order because, like, later in the show, she makes Mary get a pizza to get all the kids out of the house. But before that happens, she's just like, wouldn't it be sexy to have a pizza by this fire? Well, like, it? out of context. You think that's implying that they're going to go get the kids out of the house and pizza?
1: Well, I thought they were going to get the pizza. I didn't think they were going to do something, but once she sends Mary to get the pizza, I'm like, ah, they're going to have sex.
0: But the earlier scene where she's just like, it's so nice by this fire, we should have sex and have a pizza. I think it was still
1: in order, though. You have to introduce this (laughs) desire somehow.
0: I guess. Everyone in the family is still absolutely shocked that Mary passed the test, and Eric makes some comments about it. And then, like I said, Annie tells Mary, hey, you should go get a pizza and bring every single kid so we can have sex. But she doesn't tell the kids that. But obviously, that's what's happening.
1: Why? Well, they they said why, but I didn't think it really made a ton of sense. Like, why they take Mary to get her test if, every, if literally everyone knows she can't parallel park yet? They were like, oh, she'll be mad at the driver instructor instead of, or the test guy instead of us. But... Is she gonna get mad at you to ignore Like, Mary knows that she was in tr- like, it wasn't gonna go well for her. Yet she insists on taking the test anyway?
0: I don't know, might as well. She's got it scheduled,
1: I guess. But why schedule it?
0: I don't know, she's not the smartest bulb in.
1: No one in that family is apparently.
0: <laughs> for the drama, Greg. So, Matt is uh, on the trail of Aunt Julie, who is, uh,. Hiding bottles under her couch, and also reading so many newspapers, and she has to clean up all the newspapers. Yeah, she like, was
1: hiding the newspapers as well. Theme. She's like, oh, oh, I don't want people I to know I'm reading newspapers. No, I think the news, Yeah, exactly. I think they were open for job job posts. But, but
0: at this point, she had already gotten a job, so it's, I don't know. She was so busy at her new job that she didn't put the classifieds away. Eric knows something is going on with Mary because she's acting super weird. So there's a little scene about that, and then cuts to Julian and Matt eating some Chinese food in her terrible hotel slash apartment and it turns out Julia has a new job which she's gone back to teaching and the audience is led to believe that she's lying again about being sober for such and such a time because we saw her hiding a bottle earlier and Matt's a little suspicious as well back at the house Lucy is lecturing Mary um, about how she can't use crying to get out of everything (laughs) (laughs) and Mary decides to beat her up because she's the one that told her to do that (laughs) And then Annie comes in and she starts fake crying again to like make Annie think that she doesn't want to drive because she's nervous or something. Okay. Annie is meanwhile still jonesing for Eric's D every <laughs> Every available scene, she's just like on top of Eric, like petting his well, chest.
1: the first half of the episode, and then afterwards, when he reciprocates, she's like flinches every time. Well,
0: yeah, this day she's really into it. So they already had the sex at the time that the kids were getting the pizza. And then now she's like, Lucy, you should go to bed at 8.30. Wink, wink. They want (laughs) all the kids to go to sleep so that they can do it again. Matt is out, literally at this point, staking Julie's house out. That's all he
1: does now. It's
0: so weird. He's weirder than Eric at this point. And she sees sees her with some older man, which is never explained whatsoever. Well,
1: it's explained who he is later.
0: Is it? Yeah, he's
1: an old friend.
0: Okay, he's an old friend.
1: But they... Really make it seem like this is supposed to be scandalous uh, like oh she's being taken advantage of by this old man or something like it, yeah why why does it matter that she's out with an old man I who know. gives a shit
0: she's fucking like forty years old who cares all right Dina comes over uh she apologizes for being um quote major mean freak to <laughs> Simon earlier uh, he so, still doesn't know where yeah, her she
1: so is yeah so much of Simon and Dina's plot is off camera all, yeah. all, like, all things are happening at school and then we're told about it afterwards like we didn't see her being such a major mean, mean freak yeah.
0: um, but she tells her whole life story about how seven years ago she found out she had leukemia and now she's scared of going to the doctor for her annual checkup because she never knows if it'll happen again and Dina's doctor is friends with Eric and that's how Dina met Eric and Eric's playing pretend therapist again and he's known Dina for a long time and, anyway, Simon freaks out about this. <laughs>
1: For some reason. Dina
0: is extremely immature and self-aware in this <laughs> scene, where she's just like, I I was being mean to you because I was just upset about this doctor's appointment, and I'm apologizing. And blah, blah, blah. But Simon is not acting nearly as mature.
1: And he well, out. He, he acts kind of normal with her. He freaks out at Eric right after. Yeah,
0: but then he apologizes to her also. Uh, anyway, next day, Annie now doesn't want to have sex. And she's, like, acting weird around Eric. This is also not really ever explained. Uh, This whole thing is not really developed.
1: (laughs) By the end, we still don't know why she's being weird about
0: that. Nope. So, yeah, there's a scene with uh, Simon and Eric. And then Matt comes home and says this weird thing about how he had a dream that he saw Aunt Julie was back.
1: Yeah, why are you say he promised her he wouldn't tell anyone? Then he tries to, like, veil it in the worst way possible.
0: And there's, like, this kind of C-plot of this recurring, quote, joke. It's just like, the kids are bad liars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, every candidate's a bad liar. Because yeah. then Lucy, I think, says to, someone says to Eric, you're a bad liar.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Ruthie calls up Mabel again. And this time she wants to know about Dina's leukemia diagnosis. <laughs> and Mabel doesn't feel very comfortable uh, saying how that will go. So, instead, she's like, you should just tell Simon to tell her it'll be fine.
1: So she did the thing that she didn't feel comfortable doing. She, she, yeah. She doesn't she feel up will say how it's going to go and then says it's going to go fine.
0: <laughs> Julie is extremely mad at Matt for stalking her, which is
1: fair. Fair, yeah, yeah. Go away. Do anything at else. At this
0: point, the audience still thinks she's lying about drinking. But even if she was, I'm kind of like, fair. Like, it's her own life. Yeah. Whatever she wants to do, as long as she's not hurting anyone but herself. Annie wants Mary to prove she can parallel park at school the next day, and she can't. She was drives
1: sure. her up a hill. Yeah, right. <laughs> and not even like hits. The, it was weird that they, they. She says, "Oh, but that's the principal's car." As if that's going to be the thing that happens. Like, oh, she's going to hit the principal's car, and that's going to be the principal's going to come out, and she's going to get in trouble. But instead, they make her drive up a hill. Nothing to do with the principal's I'm like, car at I all. i think
0: no kids got ran over. <laughs> or hit,
1: she went so
0: fast. So obviously the 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 trick is up and Mary Annie knows about Mary not passing her test correctly then we have a scene with Simon and Dina at the middle school gym which is apparently the middle school's named Walter Reed no it
1: says that. Walter Rebels on their shirts it? Yeah, I it? I Walter
0: Reed no
1: because it says Walter Rebels and then during their conversation when she's referencing the fact that Simon came into the girls locker room she says well this is one of the most rebel things I could think of <laughs> oh I
0: didn't get that I wonder if it's rebels like confederate soldier rebels or California California. that would be kind of weird anyway Simon sneaks into the girls locker room and he apologizes to Dina for being weird and things are going pretty well and then he makes the mistake of telling Dina what the psychic said and she gets extremely mad at him (laughs) and throws a basketball in his face (laughs) And then the gym teacher comes in and is like, what's going on here? And he, like, tries to be cool, and he's like, you need to go to class. And
1: but there's also the great coincidence of the gym teacher is also in remission for cancer. And Simon's <laughs> like, hey, can you tell Dina that you had cancer, too, please? And yeah. the gym teacher's like, I-, I guess I'll figure out some way for that to come up. <laughs> also get out
0: here. You're 12-year-old kid. So Matt just flat out tells Eric about Julie after a little bit of coercion and Eric is very dramatic and yet again, just like we remembered from the, the earlier
1: breaks into her apartment.
0: Very, no boundaries. Um, but before that happens, Annie stops by Julie's school where she's teaching and Annie is like very understanding and chill about everything. Um, but yeah, when she gets back to her house Annie or Eric is in um, Julie's house and he finds her half-finished booze bottle and all of her scattered newspapers <laughs> which have been put You're back You're reading out, again! <laughs> put back out in the same scattered fashion as previously So Julie kicks Eric out, good for her <laughs> She's the fuck out of here Simon's still waiting to hear how Dina's appointment is going and while that's happening Annie finds out about the whole Mabel the Psychic fiasco and she calls the number, and Annie has this look on her face, like, who's this fucking weirdo is talking to my children? <laughs> but in the end, she's she's kind well, of just like, Mabel was lonely. and one of I think
1: Mabel's out. kind of thinking, who's this weirdo who keeps letting their children call me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Either way. And then in the outside, Matt is trying to teach Mary how to parallel park. And Lucy wants to try, and... Lucy is much much better Probably because she's like Two years older in real life
1: <laughs> Also Lucy knows everything About cars
0: That's right? true She's a mechanic yeah. yeah And I mean she's been hearing All of this instruction Over and over again And now she's like I can just do it I'm the savant So back in the house Eric, Matt, and Well then Annie, Lucy
1: sh- Starts teaching Mary How to right. travel apart But that never really Concludes
0: Eric, Matt, and Annie Are talking about Aunt Julie And Annie is on the side Of like Fuck off and leave Julie alone Which is correct yeah. <laughs> even though they still think she's drinking. And then Annie, this is like the most, the biggest non-sequitur in this whole episode. Annie goes on a rant about how she isn't turned on anymore, and things just are the way they are, and it's like this weird nihilist rant about how, I, like, you can't control life.
1: <laughs> I totally miss that.
0: <laughs> it's extremely confusing. She's just like, I don't know why I was turned on yesterday and not today, or why the, Julie's wait. an alcoholic, or why, like, she's just going off.
1: Then why would you say that there was no resolution to it? We didn't know why. You apparently know why.
0: No, but the, her rant is about how she doesn't know why.
1: <laughs> but we, we at least now know why she was being weird, because... She's feeling weird.
0: Guess yeah, so that's well that's where it ends, right there. Um, Dina shoots one of her arrows, which are little suction cup arrows, at Simon's window, and she's wearing a very fashionable beret, which I'd like to call a fashion portage. Just like stalking in the woods shooting arrows with her beret <laughs> on Dina's is a lot closer, Simon. <laughs> And turns out she's fine, so Simon's very happy, and they have a little scene, and they have a hug, and then shortly thereafter, Julie shows up at the house and explains that her half-drunk bottle of whiskey is a memento from her dead friend. That's
1: actually pretty much what I thought it was going to be. Since, I since knew there was, was
0: going to be some explanation. Yeah, since
1: it was clear she wasn't drinking anymore, I knew it was going to be, I thought it was going to be, like... I keep this here so that I can show myself that I have the willpower to not drink
0: That's what I thought too, which makes a lot more sense. But she's like, no, my good friend died and he gave this to me in his will.
1: (laughs) Because it was the last alcohol (laughs) he he ever drank.
0: Right. Uh, A little weird, but uh, so there was an explanation and she isn't uh, drinking again. Too bad because boy, are there some good scenes when she is drinking. (laughs) Yeah, tough.
1: that's pretty much Very what my nice. plot remix was going to be. Like, this episode's really boring. We're, we're blazing through this. Yeah. It would have been way better if Aunt Julie was still drinking.
0: Yeah, or I wish that she had gotten in a bigger fight with Eric. It was really just to, like, get out of my house, and then it was over. I'm going to sneeze. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, blah, blah, blah. They make up. They hug. Whatever. Roll credits. That's how quick this episode was.
1: Nothing happens in this all episode. That's all we've got for you. Yeah.
0: The best part was Annie's weird rant that you didn't even notice about yeah. how she's not turned on the, on certain days.
1: The best part was the multiple times Dina shot the arrows. I I, I like.
0: I do like Dina in yeah. this episode. More Dina, please. Like she is, she, she was getting really annoying, but now she's like back to being cool. With her. Yeah. For Ray and all. And Mary's gayest moment is not being able to drive, which is like an internet joke that no gays can drive, which is kind of true.
1: I yeah, know that was a thing. My mom's very good at driving.
0: I think it's a millennial joke, but anyway, what's your rating for this episode? Three. I would say two. Oh, well,
1: then I'll say one, because I, I think I disliked it more or than you. Two knew.
0: five maybe.
1: Then I'll say two. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it wasn't the very, very worst, but it was a pretty nothing filler episode. Yeah. I thought it'd be way better based on the synopsis.
1: I looked at my phone a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I liked it better than the Christmas one, though.
1: <laughs> I did not at all. There's no. The Christmas one has Jenny. This doesn't have anyone like Jenny at all. So,
0: mm-hmm. maybe Jenny will be Jenny in a few years. <laughs> all right, time for next week's synopsis and reviews.
1: It's called All That Jazz. Ooh. Oh, we're into... next reference. We're, this is the first, or 99? one of the first episodes of 99. Whew. January 18th, 1999. Crazy, we're in the 90s. Simon's obsessive worrying what to give Dina for their three-month anniversary chases his sleepover guest. Matt tries to get his deaf ex Heather back, only to hear she's... What en- Jenny? <laughs> I know, what the fuck. Only to hear she's engaged and wants Eric to marry her. Eric? Like, officiate. Oh,
0: I was like, wait, what? That would have been a plot <laughs> She proposed to Eric.
1: <laughs> well, Eric proposed to her. Yikes. Lucy's ex Ron, I think they mean Rod. Lucy's ex Ron hides at the Camdens after his ma's death until coached to make up with his absented dad at the funeral. Annie soon swallows her irate grudge at Dr. Hank Hastings.
0: Who the hell is Hank Hastings? No idea. Is that the guy that mixed up their... (laughs) She's still pissed off about that. (laughs) I mean, I would be. Well, if this is a Rod episode, I am very excited. And it does sound like it is a Rod
1: episode. But I don't know if I want to deal with him being set... Michael Towner's in this? The guy who (laughs) hit Mary with his car? Ooh, that one does
0: sound good, then.
1: This guy's back.
0: Woohoo!
1: Yeah, it was a Rod. All right. Um, Oh, and Nigel Hamilton's in this. No other Hamiltons. Just Nigel. Well, he's probably getting Matt in trouble. Wait, why would, he, why would he get Matt in trouble? I think he's a sleepover guest that Simon chases uh, away with his worrying.
0: Nigel's definitely... Oh, Nigel. I was thinking the older brother. Like, when Matt whenever Matt, oh, hangs, that's out, John. Whenever Matt hangs out with John, like, yeah. John's the more responsible one, but they always get in trouble together, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was what it was going
1: to be. And then the review from Studio AT, 8 out of 10. Again, lots of stories being told in this episode, and it all works well. The story involving recurring characters Rod and Heather were beautifully played. Ooh. Good overall. But they didn't say lovely stuff.
0: <laughs> I like how any story with Rod can be described as beautifully played. <laughs> like, that is hilarious to me. This dumb stoner character is like, wow, he beautifully played. Let me see. I hope Jimmy makes an appearance also. I'm
1: looking at the cast. He does. Ah,
0: Dang. All right, well. That sounds like a lot better than the last few episodes we've had. So you guys got that to look forward to next week. See you next week, Sunday morning for our sermon. See you guys. Bye.